Hi guys, this week we're not just covering Disney. We also went to go see The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, and we're going to talk all about that, as well as go over the news. See you guys in there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor's easy-to-use drag-and-drop interface. You just drop in the conversations you have with your co-host, your monologues, or whatever else you want to record, and combine that with sound effects and music, and hit publish. It's really just that easy. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello and welcome to Monorail News Weekly. If the sound sounds a little different, it's because... We're actually together in the same room. I think for the first time we've ever done this. First time. So that's Taylor Thomas. Hello. Uh, I'm Gray Hauser. We're going to move right along because we have a lot to cover. I know we didn't have a podcast last week and we really didn't do one together the week before that. And this is coming out late. So we'll get. We'll be better. <laughs> we'll be better. Um, <laughs> so we'll just kind of... Not cover like four weeks of news. We'll just cover this week of news. Um, we'll start with the Virgin Train. Did you hear about this? Yes. The high-speed rail that's being built by Virgin, the company that you know owns Virgin Galactic, the space tourism company, and Virgin Airlines, and they used to own Virgin Record Stores, and soon to be Virgin Trains Cruise Line. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, didn't know about that. Yeah. But. They're building um, a train that's going to go from Orlando for, well, it's going to go more places, of course, but we're interested as going to go from the Orlando International Airport to Walt Disney World. Not a place adjacent to Walt Disney World, not across the freeway. They've actually signed a letter of intent with Disney to build a train station on Disney property. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great, fast way to get to property from the airport, they said Orlando is very important to us. Connecting Orlando to Miami is a real dream. It will transform the lives of people. We've had an excellent relationship with Walt Disney World. They're very big supporters of our project. So I'm just excited about that. right? I think the prospect of high-speed rail coming to Walt Disney World and coming to the country, right? And then high-speed mm-hmm. rail was very big in, in China. And it's more popular there than like air travel domestically, and you know it will maybe become a big thing 
here, I mean, I can't figure out, I don't particularly want to travel by train, but having the option yes. is nice, right? Travel options are always, always nice. Yes, and especially because they're going to provide direct transportation from the airport to Disney property, I mean, that's major. And I did hear because they are they are starting their own cruise line that will sell out of Miami that people are speculating they're hoping to tap into a market of people that would might want to combine a cruise with the Disney. Which interestingly makes them competitors with yeah. Disney. But I mean it's just one of those the more the merrier kind of situations really? here. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, kind of zero-sum, I feel. Well, Disney has a cruise line out of... I mean, they have cruises out of Miami, too. So, it's like, if if this train is making it easier for people to get to Miami... Right, I guess. It's, it's, it's good for any... I think it's it's just good overall. There is some competition there, but mainly it's just helpful to everybody. Right. You know, especially the consumers. I mean, you know, I've never been a big a big carousel fan, but Jesse's Critter Carousel has opened at Pixar Pier. I mean, I can't say I'm really excited about this because it's just <laughs> a reskin yeah. of the character that was already there, but it does look pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking at the concept art now, or the the actor, we're not looking at concept art anymore. Already, it's a real project. It's really been built. It's really operating. It's there. So I'm looking at the building now, and and it looks cute. Okay, it's not a neat ticket. Mm-mm. It's not a C ticket. It's not a D ticket. No, I haven't even seen. I haven't seen much. It's more like an A or B ticket. It's mostly been people going. Can't believe it took them this long to do this. Right. But- <laughs> I mean, I understand that most likely the reason it took longer was because they wanted to split the Pixar Pier project into multiple financial quarters. Yeah. So it would look better on the books. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But I still think it should have all been open at once. Would have it would have come across stronger, right? I, I think so, but you know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's, it's here now. It's here now. Now, if you are a Lion King fan in the same park, you will be able to enjoy the Lion King celebration from June seventh to September second. It's gonna be really fun. It's um, gonna celebrate all things the Lion King. Um, how they're planning on doing that, I don't really know. We'll see. You think see. it'll be similar to what's happening in Animal Kingdom Probably. Right now? Yeah. I think it'll be very similar. Dance party, characters, no. photo ops. No, I'm glad you said Animal Kingdom because the tasting sampler yes. is yes. is coming, right? It's coming back. People love the tasting sampler when it was around last year. So now for just $50... You get one $50 card that can be used at 40 outdoor food and beverage locations around the park. It does not expire. And a bonus $10 card that can be used after 5 p.m. at Restaurantosaurus, Peach Safari, Peach Safari Family Style Dining, Flaming Tree Barbecue, and most importantly, and most excitingly, the Tooley Canteen at Pandora, the world of Avatar. Mm-hmm. Get the cheesecake. Get it all. Do this. If you are going, do this for me because I'm not going to be there while they're doing the promo. And I so wish I was. I wish they did this all year round. 
I think it's like you you see different promos for Disney things and you're like, oh, like that's a fair price. This is to me like one of the few things I've ever seen where it's like that's a bargain. It's like a good deal. Even for Disney. Right. No, I mean I think that if you can make it before the end game, which is April twenty second at noon. At noon. Okay? It's <laughs> Gotta not get it by then. end of day, April 22nd. We're talking noon. 11.59, you're cool. 12.01? Not. You're not cool. You can't <laughs> buy it. We're sorry. Oh, I wish I was going to be able to go. We're sold out. Now, if you um, are a fan of Aladdin, mm. we have some good news. The live-action Aladdin will be being previewed at Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney Presents Theater, which is, of course, between the Animation Courtyard and Toy Story Land. Mm -hmm. Um, Previews begin on April 19th. The film will be released on May 24th, starring Will Smith as Genie, Naomi Scott as Jasmine, and Mina Masood as the title character, Aladdin. I wonder if they'll do anything... Special, um, when they were just recently showing the Dumbo preview, they were also giving away, um, posters, movie posters. Possibly. Like, for free. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, it's a way, it's a way of build hype and then get people yeah. into the, uh, into the trailer. Ready for it. So, we have some really, really cool news, especially if you, if you really like Fast Pass and Max Pass out in California. Max Pass is now being offered for Fantasmic and Rod of Color at the Disneyland Resort. Previously, you had to get a Fast Pass, a paper Fast Pass, but now it's been integrated with the Max Pass system, so you can use it through the mobile app. It's really cool, you know. Max Pass is, of course, the additional um, service you can opt to pay for. I believe it's fifteen dollars. Um, as an add-on to your ticket, it's $15. Um, if you have the top-tier annual pass, it's included. But you already know that if you have that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, $15, and you can get a Max Pass for Phantasmic World of Color, and it doesn't impact your ability to get other Max Passes throughout the day. And then, of course, if you have Max Pass, you can really double up and get a Paper Fast Pass, too, I believe. Huh. So... It's great because it lets you do both. Now let me ask you, because I haven't been to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Do you need a fast pass? Um, Two fantastic. The best viewing areas. Okay. Are fast pass. Okay, because you know, I mean, Fantasmic and Hollywood Studios. It's like it's nice to have a fast pass or do the dining package, but most times it's not really necessary. The best viewing areas gotcha. are for Max Pass and Fast Pass. Good to know. Good to know. So this one, I'm just gonna like marketing speak here, but I think it's cool. <laughs> Disney's announced that you could have a roaring good time with Joe Rody at Animal Kingdom's Party for the Planet, mm-hmm. which is gonna be good from April twentieth to the twenty second. It's an, it's a special three day event where guests are invited to explore, engage, and connect with the magic of nature through family-friendly fi- experiences and specialty offerings. What's really cool is, 
If you ever wanted to dine with Joe Rody, okay, and get to hear all the cool stories about how Animal Kingdom came to be, well, now you can do that for lunch all three days for $199. You can dine with Joe Rody on a special menu at Tiffin's. It's a four-course meal, and you get to be regaled with a bunch of cool stories. It's going to be, I think, really, really cool. If you really want to get the ultimate Joe Rody experience, come to all three of them. Yeah, I, I actually think that price is fair. First of all, I love Tiffin's. And, I mean, such a cool experience to be able to sit down at a table with him. Right. It's pretty awesome. Now, if you're not interested in paying $200, you can also meet Joe Rody at the Marketplace. Uh, the Mombasa Marketplace. From 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. on the 20th and the 22nd, he'll be on hand to sign his unique artwork on which you have to buy to get the wristband to meet him. Um, but I imagine that's cheaper than $199. Absolutely. Although they haven't said. There'll also be some unique merchandise celebrating the Lion King. If you can show off your Hakuna Matata spirit <laughs> with a Simba mug, a spirit jersey, and a Simba Youth baseball hat. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag Lion King celebration. Hashtag merch. <laughs> Always merchandise is great. <laughs> merchandise is great. Um, so yeah, we got our first look at Epcot Forever. Yes. Last week. Yes. And and I don't know about you. But the jet skis look amazing. They look with the so kites cool. attached to them. Oh, you know, and I've seen some people talking about it negatively that I think didn't watch the video. The video they, They've just been reading it, and they're like kites, jet skis, what? And I'm like, no, 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 go watch. These the are video. light up. These are they, cool. They look so cool, and I am so excited. I love illuminations. I will love it forever. But I am all the way 100 percent team. Give me the new show. And I am super excited for the Epcot Forever show first. And if they don't play the Tapestry of Nations song, then I'll be upset and I might cry a little bit. But I think that there's like a really high chance that we're going to get a little Tapestry of Nations in there. So I'm pumped. Pumped. So, you know, as exciting as I am for Epcot Forever, I'm more excited for Disney+. Plus. Yes. The streaming service. Now, we know a little bit more about this. Some theories that are going to be coming out for it, including Marvel 616, Earthkeeper, BR Chef. But the really interesting one is the untitled uh, Walt Disney Imagineering documentary series. They're going to go in and show you how Imagineering works. I don't think they've ever done anything like this. So it's going to be a really cool... Really cool inside look mm-hmm. at Imagineering. A bunch of cool stuff and at a really great price point. Six ninety nine a month or seventy dollars for the whole year. That's an insane deal. Yeah. They're gonna have like over I think a hundred movies, over five thousand episodes of television, twenty five original series. It 
It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an instant buy for any Disney fan, any Marvel fan, any Star Wars fan, any National Geographic fan, because National Geographic will also be included. Yep. It's going to be awesome. It is. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be wildly successful. No, as well as successful as it may be. Unfortunately... We're not quite sure about the fate of nighttime extra magic hours mm. at Walt Disney World. This is a sensitive subject. You see, the official Walt Disney World calendar has the extra magic hours listed, but only up till September 25th. After that, there are no more nighttime magic hours at Magic Kingdom, only the morning extra magic hours. Now, it's important that the rest of the calendar hasn't been populated in every way, so yeah. not all the events are there, so it could just be a computer thing where they haven't put it all on the computer, and that's what I really hope it is. Fingers crossed. But I think the After Hours events are just as cool, if not better. I think they limit the park more for the After Hours events, and plus you get the waters and the sodas and the ice cream, and then when they're adding the special events, like the villains this summer, I think it really is um, a no-brainer to replace nighttime extra magic hours with after hours. I don't I don't want them to have to replace it, though. I, I love it in addition to. I think there needs to be both. I think, I think that the majority of after hours events need to be themed in some kind of special way. I think they should be more of a themed special party feel to them, not just like come in for extra time in the park and have some free snacks with your ticket. I think it is more fun and more appealing and will sell better in the long run as themed events. But I think it need that needs to be in addition to the extra magic hours in the evenings especially in those really peak times, okay? I am just a fan of more hours at night across all of the parks, especially in the busy times, but but all year long too because Florida, okay, Florida is hot, okay? And I would much rather be in the park when it's dark than in the middle of the day. So I am a huge fan of those later evening extra magic hours, okay? So you can kind of get out of the sun in the middle of the day and you know you can come back and you have until 11 p.m., midnight, 1 a.m. Like, give give the people that enjoy those later hours the opportunity to use that and get them out of the park in the middle of the day. Well, tell me, let me tell you something. You can drown your extra magic hour sorrows at the new... Beauty and the Beast <laughs> Lounge at Grand Floridian. I'll have to go there instead of Magic Kingdom. It's going to be magical. <laughs> I mean, look at the concept art. It's magical. The light fixture looks like a rose. Uh-huh. It does look beautiful. I, I still don't think Grand Floridian was the perfect place for it, but I'm sure that it will be. I'm sure it will be beautiful. Very well Done. I mean, but Disney doesn't do this stuff in a vacuum, right? They're taking surveys. They're feeling yeah. the pulse of the community. And I really feel like like they know what they're doing. Maybe all the pieces aren't in place yet, and maybe that will 
you know, maybe maybe they're looking to introduce Beauty and the Beast as a character available at the Grand Floridian, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe they're shifting away from Winnie the Pooh. You know, maybe they'll move him to the Riviera or something. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to become the Cinderella. Hopefully, maybe they'll do something with Narcuzzi's or even Citrico's. I think both of those restaurants are, are ready for a facelift. Well, I mean... Some kind of switch up. Something. Let, let's be real here. Okay, and let, let's say that, frankly, this is just my opinion. That's what you're here for. You're here for my opinion. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> but I don't have a big head. I'm not arrogant. Other here for my opinion. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that Beauty and the Beast is a perfect fit for Grand Floridian. Not necessarily because the hotel is French, right? But because you've already, you're already introducing European characters into the area, right? I mean, Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. English. Cinderella, German. It was originally Asputel, um, a German fairy tale. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not a stretch to have a French fairy tale there. Right, I think it'll pair very nicely with the Magic Kingdom, and maybe that was, I think, probably what they were thinking, right? That yeah. guests will come from the Magic Kingdom with Fantasyland with be our guest, and they'll be able to relax in a lounge after or before the park opens or in the middle of their day, and still kind of get that Magic Kingdom feeling. Yeah, and I get there. It's you know, it's got like the library vibe. Which is very, like, upscale Grand Floridian, let me chill in this library lounge kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's still not... I'll be interested to see how it turns out, if we get any news of any other changes or things happening to, you know, tie it together. Um, Because, you know, I mean, like, they do the Princess Promenade in Grand Floridian in the middle of the day at some point. And it's Cinderella. Cinderella leads that. Cinderella and her prince. I don't know. Yeah, so I'd be interested to see what, what else they might do to kind of tie it in. Okay. Then let's hop across the ocean to France, where Beauty and the Beast <laughs> is from, and talk about the best haunted mansion, Phantom Manor. It's been mm-hmm. closed for over a year for some extensive refurbishments and enhancements. They're going to add... Some pixie dust, some new ghosts are moving in. It'll reopen on May 3rd. We're getting some answers that we've wanted since the park opened. Who is the Phantom? What happened to the groom? Did the bride really just wander the house forever? Some of those questions will be answered in this new show. Plus, the original recorded narration that was never used by Vincent Price, the iconic monster movie actor... Will be included. Oh, that's cool. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited to see videos and photos and everything. And, you know, I also can't wait to get more information on Star Wars Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. Even more info. So today, we got some really cool information. We got new concept art. We got the new Coke bottles. We got carbonated beverages. <laughs> look, the Coke, the Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite bottles look awesome. Okay, they're like the, the spheres that they use for the Christmas 
bottles, but with a Star Wars cap. It looks kind of like a gear, almost. Yeah. And then the logos are in Arabesh, the, the language from Star Wars. And the Dasani, um, it looks more like a traditional water bottle, but kind of futuristic. Yeah. With a label also in... Um, also in um, Bush, but the S is still kind of the Dasani, the Dasani S. Um, so I, I think it's going to be great. They put a really cool, cute video of some stormtroopers guarding a shipment of Coke. It, that, um, that video, <laughs> that video was so cool that that's what made me excited for that. I think it had they had just released pictures, I would have been like, oh, whatever. But I saw the video and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, and you know, I, what I'm excited about more so than the Coke bottles, right, is the level of interactivity that's going to be in this land. Right, they're going to have an app that will let you translate things, an app that will let you app interface with communication panels throughout the land, hack into things. It's going to be so awesome, right? I mean, you'll get to Hopefully. meet Captain RX. Two, four. Captain Rex, if you wrote Star Tours, you go, who he is? Uh huh. Because uh-huh. your intrepid captain, he crashed on Star Tours, or as on Batu. And he was rescued by a droid smith um, who turned him into a DJ from a local <laughs> watering hole. He'll once again be voiced by Pee Wee Herman, and there'll be new music. From Figrin Dan and the Natal and the Modal Nodes of all the droid bands that will fill the air while guests sipped on galactic spirits and beverages. It's going to be awesome. I mean, I think as more information comes out, there's just more and more to be excited about. They released photos that look awesome. I've heard from Imagineers. It's going to look awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Okay, I've heard that from people I know mm-hmm. who have told me a lot about the land that, that I can't say, but people are going to be in for a really wild... It's going to be beautiful. ...a wild ride when it opens. It's going to be what every Star Wars fan has dreamed of for the past 40 yeah. years. It's not... It's it, There's no doubt in anybody's mind that it's going to be what it needs to be. It's not going to be a letdown. You know, they're... They've stepped up every... Every part of it. Every aspect is is been... Paid attention to. And I think probably will exceed expectations. Sure. Sure. And hopefully one day... We'll all get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. When that day will be... We're not sure. So, we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about something we don't typically talk about. We're kind of venturing outside of the Disney World mm-hmm. a little bit. We'll be right back and get to hear all about it. Yes. Hi. We're back. Thank you for sticking with us through that ad break. If there was an ad there, if there wasn't, you got all lucky. <laughs> so, we just got back. From The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical. Yes. What did you think, Taylor? I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't familiar with the music at all. I hadn't done any 
prior listening to the soundtrack. Um, and I was really, really impressed with the music. I really like the style of it. It's very, like, pop rockish, that kind of pop rock musical. Um, and the talent was just amazing. I mean... No, I mean, they were absolutely, like, so awesome. So good. So awesome. I mean, and I really am struggling to try <laughs> and, like, compare them to something... I mean, I think they're good enough to go do any show on Broadway. Yeah. Right? I think that they could easily handle just about anything. Yeah, in days we, a couple of them, you know, originated the roles for the show when it ran off Broadway. And here we are, you know, probably how many performance of it for them later. Right, it's after they've done and, it hundreds and hundreds know, of times. they're still just like... They bring energy to it, right? Killing it, like, killing it, like... Um, and I mean, I, I enjoyed the first summer, but I, I like, I even enjoyed it more and more as the show went on. And that just goes, goes to their acting and to their skills of like building these characters and having you form a relationship with them as an audience member throughout the show. Um, Chris McCarroll, Kristen Stokes. Both originated their roles. Of Chris has been doing actually since the first workshop, mm-hmm. and to me that takes to be able to come and do it years and years later. Right, like we done brought off Broadway, I think two years ago, and they were workshopping. I'm sure for many years before that. So to have stuck with it and to keep the enthusiasm, right, I think really is a testament to how great they all yes. are. Yes. Right, I mean, I would be bored out of my mind (laughs) having done something for like four or five years. Yeah, they, I mean, obviously it's material that they, you know, must have personally taken to. And, which I can see, I mean, because, because that show is, is so, it is so much built around those characters. You know, like... Okay, yeah. Demigods, mythology, Greek gods, Poseidon, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's basically, you know... It's a fun road trip adventure, it's, it's right? A, it's like a coming-of-age story. It's Percy Jackson's coming-of-age story. Um, and, and the, you know, Annabelle and the other ones as well. It's their, Annabeth and Annabeth, the other ones. Sorry. Annabeth and the other ones, too. She hasn't read the books. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> but... It's basically teenagers growing up and, like, graveling with who their parents are, you know? It's just the same things that that everybody deals with growing up. There's just happened to be, you know, Poseidon. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's coming of age. So, obviously, they, you know, probably have lots of relations to the things that these characters go through. No, and I mean, I thought what, what really got me, right, is that... I went to go see um, Eurydice uh, two weeks ago. And Eurydice, of course, it was a modern take on the myth of Orpheus and how he, his wife died and went to the underworld and he wants to come back and save her by getting her out of the underworld. Now, that's paralleled so much with Percy's story, right? Of his mother is killed by the Minotaur. 
or the Minotaur, mm-hmm. and he is going to go to the underworld, not with the sole objective of getting her back, but that is the motivation, right? That is why he took on the quest. Yes. To deal with the lightning bolt situation, right? I mean, there are even like funny elements, like in this in this particular play I saw with the Eurydice, you entered um, the underworld by going down an elevator, and that's exactly what they had in this play. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! Look, <laughs> look, look! It's the same thing. And down, down. And <laughs> from DOA. Yes, yes, that song was great. No, I mean, yes. not that every other song wasn't great. They were all awesome. Yes. Mac and Rattle Off, you know, my favorite. It's my grand plan. Uh, good kicks on the Poseidon, obviously. Uh, the song, uh, 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 the one about driving. I see what's called Drive, maybe. Um, point is, the entire soundtrack is great. You can get yes. it on iTunes. Uh, they have a selection of songs on Spotify. Um, it is just... It was a lot of fun, too. It, you know, and another thing I appreciated about it was it did not drag on at all. No, no, like, it was, it's very fast-paced. Yes, extremely fast-paced. So, keep your, keep your attention. Oh, and, like, such high energy the whole time. I mean, I... I don't know how Chris um, McCarl did it. I mean, I think he's on stage... 99% of the time. It felt like 100%. He is yeah. on stage 99% of the time. And he had like 15 solos. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that many, but a lot. A lot. A lot of big, big singing moments. Really strong tenor singing moments. No, and I mean, if I'm on the stage giving a speech or something, I look and go, that's 50 days for me to screw it up. He okay? He hit, and they all did, hit the mark every single time. Yep. And I imagine that's, of course, helped by the fact that they've really done the show hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to keep up the the stamina and the wellness for that, you know? No, you I mean... Keep everything... I mean, and they have a jam-packed schedule. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking at future tour dates, and if, if you want to go, um, they're coming to, um, Sacramento on the 18th to the 21st, they're heading to Seattle, um, Oregon, Reno, New, Nevada, Portland, San Jose, San Antonio, Dallas, Cheyenne, Tulsa, Wilmington, North Carolina, Atlanta, Maryville, Rochester, St. Paul, St. Paul, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa. Um, and right now they have dates posted up until the 14th of July. Uh, I, I really encourage you to go and get tickets. Aren't that expensive? They're like 80 bucks a pot. Yeah. Um, which for the quality of show here, I mean, the, don't even get me started on the lighting. Okay, <laughs> the lighting is so cool. The lighting of the lightning thief was on point. Like, and I was talking about it's a traveling show, but that's awesome, awesome set. They have an awesome set and lighting and everything for a permanent show, right? Mm-hmm. That that would not be feel out of place on Broadway. Right. Right, as a permanent fixture. And the fact that they tear it all down and move it somewhere else set it up and again. set it up again is is really crazy. 
Yeah, that, and I, I did really enjoy the way that the set was designed, the way they used it. It was very, like, minimal, industrial, and it just worked really well for all of the locations that that story takes you. And they supplemented all of it by some really, really fantastic lighting design. I mean, if there would be scenes where, like, they do, like, a battle scene, and it would, like, shoot up these, like, these, almost what felt like lasers, but I assume with this fog that made it look like a laser, lights, like, in front of the stage. So you, you were, like, you're, like, you're looking through, like, a screen, almost, yeah. of, like, red or whatever the color would be. Yeah, so when they use that much haze, the fog, right? then the they can project those laser lights on it, and it looks like, like a wall or, you know, some kind of... So cool. Shield. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole show. Like, there'd be moments where they'd have like graffiti all over like the walls, and like it would change. It would yeah. be something else in one scene. Um, and and we won't spoil it for you, but you might get toilet paper blown on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a distinct possibility that that yeah you'll get hit with confetti. And toilet paper. <laughs> and it might be coming out of modified leaf blowers. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I typically, when I go see a musical or, or a, a movie or, or anything, it takes me about 10 minutes to get into it. Mm-hmm. I was immediately into it here. Yeah. Like, it didn't take... I mean, maybe that's because of my familiarity with the books... Maybe. But it didn't take me any time to, like, mm-hmm. jump in and be totally amazed. It's kind of nice sometimes, though, too, to see a story on stage that you're already familiar with. And and that way you are already, you're already on the journey with them, you know? You're not trying to figure out what's going on. And you can kind of just sit Enjoy back it. and go on the ride with them instead of, you know, so... Man, I think there's ups and downs to both sides, but if you are familiar with the story, I think it makes it even more fun. No, I mean, I think that when you when you sit down in the theater, right, and I thought it was really cool, because they don't, they don't have a curtain. Nope. They had, the, but they did have this giant, like, what was it, uh, Oh, it was kind of uh, like a curtain, but it wasn't a grand curtain. No, it did not stage. cover the stage. entire stage. It was like kind of set back a little bit. You could still like see a, where like, like a backdrop. Kind of. It was in about three fourths of the way up on yeah. the stage, and like uh, Chris McCarroll came out and did like an opening bit in front of that. Uh, they all did in front of that thing, and then they ripped it back. Yeah. And it was just like um, one drop that was covering up most of the set design, this kind of like scaffolding set design in the back of the stage. They had the they had a live band on stage with them, like on the sides of the stage raised up on the right and the left. And then that backdrop was hanging in the middle for that first opening number. And then the end of that of that opening number, they pulled that away and then the rest of the set was revealed. No, I mean, I, I, I think that when you, if you go, if you go, I mean, I think we're spending a lot of time talking about Percy as the main character, but I think everybody else is just as strong, right? I think, um, 
uh, Christian Stokes, obviously, she has the um, the I Want song. And so does Percy. I thought that was cool, right? Because we're not, you're, for those of this, you're probably more familiar with Disney musicals, right? Mm-hmm. And about the third or fourth song in is an I Want song. Always. Right? And it's, it's I Want Adventure in the Great Wide somewhere, <laughs> or I Want to be part of your world, or I Want to spend one day out there. Mm-hmm. Right? And this show had two. Yeah. Okay, it had Percy's I Want Song. And then they had Annabeth's I Want Song. Yeah. And they were both really fantastic. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of hard to go, which one do I like better? No. Right? And, and it's it's hard to choose. I, I don't know if I can choose. I, I don't think you have to choose. I think they're both both excellent both at the top I, I would not be able to say one is better than the other um, it's helpful that the style of music is different on each one so you're not comparing them like that no. right and they they want such they, they're such different characters because she is all she's so self aware of everything already she knows everything and like she's known for so much longer she so she's aware of it all and she knows exactly what she wants and Percy is like just trying to figure it out. I mean, his "I Want" song is pretty much "I Want My Life to Be Normal." Yeah, like in her "I Want" song is like "Screw Normal," I want to be remembered. I want to be extraordinary. Right. I I I I, I want everyone. I, I just want to be extraordinary. I want to be extraordinary and then have validation. Right. Yeah. I want. Uh, my mom, Athena, to to notice me. To tell me she's proud of me. Right, and I. I and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who who identify right with that message. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that 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 also personally, song. Right? A lot of people will identify with that. That maybe you know they've had some life upending um, event, and they do want their life to go back. Yeah, or a to little normal. Too much activity. Right. Not that activity's not fun. <laughs> Just more simple. Right. They want... Something to understand. Something to just make sense. But, I mean, I think that um, that Ryan Knowles, who played Chiron, um, he was really good. He played Chiron in Hades, right? Did he play Hades as well? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Grover and Mr. D, played by... Uh, well, I'm going to butcher his name... Um, Harrell Javier, um, also awesome. Loved him. Like, you know how, like, you see, like, Book of Mormon, right? And you, and you like both Elder Price and Elder Cunningham. Yes. But, like, Josh Gad is just, <laughs> like, so quirky. So lovely. But, and, and that's what this guy reminded me of. Yes. He has, like... The the goofiness, yes. I think that that really makes his character a de- a delight to yeah. watch. And he has that quality where you just automatically want him to be your friend, right? Which is exactly what that role is, is supposed to be because he is Percy's best friend. Yeah. He is the ultimate best friend, right? I mean, yeah, sandwich thrown at him. <laughs> that happens off stage. Yeah. But 
He did it for Percy. In 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 the can in the in the universe of the show, right? So I mean, I think if, if you are on the fence, if you if it's coming anywhere near you, you should go see it. And I mean, I think Disney owns Fox now. I thought they have the rights to Percy Jackson. I think <laughs> a condensed version of this would go great in the parks. Yeah. Hollywood Studios? Well, hear me out, okay? I, I think, you know, if Disney wanted to put IP in Epcot, I think going back to the original plans of doing um, a Grease Pavilion uh-huh. um, in Epcot and World Showcase, they could do a Percy Jackson something. I would love a Grease Pavilion. Right. I, I think that that would be a nice way to tie in a Fox property mm-hmm. with um, with Royal Showcase and with Epcot because I think that's one thing I'm going to be looking at. They spent, you know, billions of dollars acquiring 21st Century Fox and they're going to be looking for a a quick way to cash in on that investment and I think setting up a musical like this for them and cash in, I think, would be no, no problem for Disney. This would be something they could easily do. Yeah. I mean, there's so much... Base in the parks, and I don't think they're not going to build a whole new theater. They could put it in a Little Mermaid theater. I mean, at Hollywood Studios, the animation pavilion, if they really yeah. wanted to, or the Beauty of the Beast. Anyway, no, it needs to be dark. It couldn't go in the Beauty yeah. of the Beast amphitheater, but it could go. I mean, there's a place for it. I think it would go. I think the tone is perfect for a park. I, I think. It does, I mean, it is overall very family-friendly. Right. I mean, there was some... There's some light swearing. Yeah, some some adult humor, but nothing, nothing... um, It's not South Park, okay? Nothing that's not ultimately family-friendly. Definitely, like, definitely overall very, very family-friendly, kid-friendly. I mean, the majority of the audience tonight was young are youngish kids, like 8 to 14 parents with those that age kids. And then another sizable, I think it very speaks to the story, another sizable chunk of the audience with young adults, right? Where yes. you're millennials and your Gen Xers, right? Yes. Who, who grew up with the story, right? And want to see it done justice because, let's be frank, the movies aren't great. And I know you disagree, but I if mean, you've I, read yeah. the books, I think they could the movies better. don't stack up. And this was kept so close to the source material, right? I think that if you're a mass, if you're one of the fans that's like, oh, the movies were awful, they strayed so much from the books, you'll be so happy with this. I mean, they actually lifted lines from the book and used them as dialogue, mm-hmm. right? I think it's great. I fans mean, would not be upset. And I think that. You don't have to have read the book to the musical, right? Yeah. I, I think that you can easily catch on to the story. Oh, very easily. Very easily. And I mean, there was, there was a moment in the story towards the end where I, I knew what was happening. I read the whole original series. Um, and then, of course, there were the subsequent series that I've you know, read to a lesser extent. But um, in, I, my mouth kind of dropped open. <laughs> and I knew what was going to happen. Like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. And it was done so well. You were you were sucked in. Right, you're sucked in. Right, it's like you've never heard the story before. Mm-hmm. 
it's awesome. It's all I can say is... No. No, I, I would tell you to sell your kidney <laughs> to go through the show. But he won't. But I won't. You probably need your kidney. Yes. I mean, now, if you have two of them, you know, you're not putting on donating it to anybody else, then maybe. I will say, they did do a lottery here. I don't know. If did they? Yeah, if they're planning, not for every show, but for the daytime performance today, the matinee that was earlier they did today. a lottery? They had a lottery um, on, uh, let me look it up really quick. I, th- I want to say it was on Lucky Seat. Um, so I would assume that they'll be doing it in other cities. I don't know every city, but I wouldn't, I would not assume it would just be here. So that could also be an option for you. Also, there's some pretty cool merchandise if you're you can order online. Yeah, it was. If you're on not going to the show, um, they have some T-shirts, a cool hat I bought. Um, I should have gotten this shirt. <laughs> Darn it! They can Which buy one? it online. Yeah, I can buy it online. Which one? It says it says it says real world with a reference to one of the songs, and it has an image of all three of your main oh, characters running. I see that, that one, one at the... Uh, maybe they're just out of them. Um, yeah, maybe. They also have brand new pop sockets. They just started selling them here. Um, They're pretty cool. I got one of those. Gray owns the sixth one ever sold. <laughs> really? Can yeah, we get it numbered? Can we get it numbered? Um, and I don't even like a pop socket. That was really an impulse purchase. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, you only, you only ever sold five. Give me one. I'll have one. I'll take one. I'll take one. I'll be with the first ten people that have ever bought one oh of these. Gosh. How much was that, by the way? It was $25. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally worth it. I mean, it is a high quality. And it was the sixth one ever sold. Right. So, I mean. I, basically I, a collector's item. Right. I think it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, I think we will, when people remember that this musical, um, $25? Yeah. The t-shirts were 30 <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Pop Sockets that expensive. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> no, I don't regret buying it. Look. But... Every every show is every show proud of their merchandise. Is proud of their merchandise, okay. like, and they should be, because look, I find it really hard to believe that eighty dollars a ticket is paying the budget of this show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I mean, just... it felt like too high a production value to be filling front row seats for eighty dollars. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it is a small cast. They have that going for them. They do, but... That probably helps a lot. Because, you know, the same equipment and set travels. What gets expensive is the the talent. Right. How many, it was only seven people, right? Yeah, it's like seven people. It's, seven. it's great. It's great, and you don't notice that, too. Like, I feel like in a lot of shows, you, you look and you see, like, oh, my gosh, I've seen that guy. He's played, like, four people. Right. But here, you didn't notice it. And maybe that's because I don't have great vision. And no, they, it, I mean, 
The costume was good. Like, the costuming. The costuming helped, but more than that, I mean, just their talent. Yeah, yeah, their of course. ability to to actually play their different characters differently makes all the difference. Right. I mean, a good wig will get you only will only get you so far. Correct. I, I think there's no talent here. Um, I I, I wouldn't be. Surprised, actually, I'd be surprised if we don't see a lot of this cast on Broadway. Oh yeah, in yeah, yeah. the coming years. I mean, I know Percy was one of the people in uh, Les Mis on Broadway, and I think that they're just gonna go on and have um, absolutely stellar careers um, on Broadway, or maybe even you know at some international shows. A hundred percent. They're all great. She goes see. She goes see it. So you can say I saw her before, or I saw him or her before they were famous. Yes. Right. Go look it up. Go. Find your show. Go look it up. You can go, go to the you. Lightning. I'm sorry, not the Lightning. Just LightningThiefMusical.com. Um, that is L I G H T N I N G. T H I E F M U S I C A L dot com. Go see it. You won't regret it. It's awesome. Definitely worth it. Definitely, definitely worth it. Thank you so much for watching, for listening this week. I know we've been a little wishy washy getting <laughs> shows out. Um, and we're going to try and be better about that. I promise you we'll have another show out for you next week on time. Um, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, scheduling gets in the way. And sometimes you have to go see a musical. Sometimes you have to go see a musical. Yep. Thank you all so much. Please remember to get all your Disney Park news at monorailnews.com. Follow us on Twitter at monorailnews. And also, you can follow our new Instagram. Yes. At monorailnews on Instagram. Instagram.com slash monorailnews. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Also, you can support the show by going to monorailnews.com and clicking the support us button. Give a little tip. It's about the price of a cup of coffee. And it just kind of keeps us motivated to continue doing the show. We love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. You can send us our feedback on Twitter or Instagram. We're open for DMs. Um, or you can go to monorailnews.com slash contact us um, to send us your feedback. Thank you. And have a great, big, beautiful day. <laughs>